Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Let us continue with Mishnah Yistrumo, Parachas Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. Yesterday, in the first Mishnah on the Parak, we began a discussion where there's someone who finds out while they're about to eat the truma, or when they're eating the truma, that they're no longer allowed to eat the truma, either because they're no longer married to a Kohen, they find out they're divorced, their husband died, or they find out they're no longer owned by a Kohen, they were a slate. Our mission is not going to tell us well, what exactly is the protocol, what happens. They're in the middle, mid-chewing mid, uh, this truma, and they find out that they are, let's say, a woman finds out she's no longer married to the Kohen, or the slave finds out he's no longer owned by the Kohen. All these cases, they have truma in the middle of their mouth, in their mouths, when they become disqualified from eating the truma, if they find out they're not married to the Kohen, or not owned by the Kohen, they can still swallow once in their mouths permissibly, they may swallow it. Where Yeshua Omer, no, you have to spit it out. Elias is coming from the opinion, because if you spit it out, you're in fact destroying truma, which is a problem. Now, I just want to note, what did I intentionally about? I left it the case where the guy finds out he's not a Kohen because he's a product of a forbidden, of a forbidden union. Because in that case, everyone agrees he must spit it out. What happens? A person is chewing. I don't know if you realize while you're chewing, you became tummy. You just walked over a dead, a dead sheriff, let's say, a dead, a dead, a dead uh, animal. Or they say the truma in your mouth became tummy. They say the truma in your mouth became forbidden to eat. Same machlokas where Eliezer says you can still swallow, and Rishu says no, spit it out. However, here is a case, the next few cases, there's no dispute whatsoever. What if he was Tomei already, and he didn't know it, and they said to him, before you even put the truma in your mouth, you were Tomei. Let me tell you, you didn't realize that you became Tomei you know, a couple of minutes ago. The truma is the truma, or the truma was Tomei. Oh, you go out, what did you do? That was the pile of truma that we were going to have to get, get rid of because it was Tomei. Oh, no, the true devil, they say, you thought you were eating truma, the Israel never actually took the truma off it. He thought he did, he never did. The truma's meister was not separated from. As we discussed many times, the truma must be brought to Yerushalayim, or it must be redeemed, and that had not happened. Or he taste, taste like there was a bug that was in the, in the food, not an actual bug, because if it's an actual bug, shortly it's to spit it out. Here it's just, it's a foul taste, because it was there. In all those cases, he must spit it out. And the reason for that is because prior to putting it into his mouth, it was already forbidden to him. The Machlokas of Eliezer and, and Rabbi Yeshua was only when he was putting it into his mouth permissibly or thinking it was permissible and found that afterwards it wasn't. But if he put it in his mouth and he could have known beforehand, then he must spit it out. That is Mishnah Beis. A similar Machlokas comes up in Mishnah Gimel. And that is, is, this came up earlier in the Mishnah. It was in the, early, in the earlier Masechtas. The, the point at which a food is chayiv in Trumas and Maestros is when you gather it in and bring it into your courtyard. Prior to that, even though it's devil, one is permitted to snack on it. You can snack on these things because it's not considered, it's considered achilas arai, a snack, it's temporary, it's not well, an actual meal. Only food that's going to be eaten, eaten for a meal needs Trumas and Maestros. And what is, the, what is the definition of eating for a meal? Once you bring it into your house. And then it's all chayiv, even if you want to eat it as a snack. So a person is eating a, you know, a cluster of grapes. And he walks into his courtyard. Oh, the second he crosses the threshold for his courtyard, now he's chayven shumis and maestros. He may finish the cluster in, without tithing it, even though it's in his courtyard, he can continue eating it, provided that he walks outside the courtyard. Once he walks inside, done, deal is done, and now chayven shumis and maestros, and you can't finish eating it. A similar case, So on Shabbos, although we allow you to snack on Tevil during the week, one Shabbos comes along, every, all eating on Shabbos, whether it's a snack or it's a meal, is considered, has chashivas, has importance, and therefore Shabbos, by definition, 
creates a chiyuv of trumas and maestros on all the food. It's, it's as if, in fact, it's an, as if you bring it into your courtyard. And therefore, on Shabbos, there's no, there's no special dispensation to consume food as a snack. Chashre leil Shabbos. A person's snack, again, I'll say on a cluster of grapes, and then it goes dark, and Shabbos begins. Rishu Omer Yigmar, he may finish it. Um, Eliezer says he may not finish it because it's now Shabbos. Now, I just point out, as you notice, there's a switch here over Eliezer and Yeshua. There are some, there are some Gersas, other variant texts that actually say that our mission is wrong and it is consistent. Eliezer actually will say Yigmar. Yeshua says Lo Yigmar. I wish everyone a delightful and wonderful day and a good Shabbos.